something usually happens when two powerful things come together. When hot lava meets the ocean, there's massive amount of steam. When a spark meets dry tinder, there is fire. When uh, dry wind meets warm ocean water, there is potential for hurricane. When opportunity and creativity meet, there's innovation. When uh, fingers meet the keys of piano, there's beautiful music. And as we've discovered over the last couple of months, when chocolate meets a two-year-old, there is chaos. Something usually happens when two things, two powerful things come together. The same is true of God coming to live with us. Lots of things came together, met in the person of Jesus Christ. Humanity, divinity, creator, creature, uh, infinite, finite hopes and fears. And the news we sing this morning tells us that when hopes and fears are met in Jesus, salvation happens. Let us pray. God, open our hearts and minds to your word for us this day. We pray that it would take root there, grow us, and transform us, that we might live for you and bear fruit for your kingdom. This we pray in your son's name. Amen. Our scripture reading this morning comes from the Gospel of Luke, uh, the second chapter, verses 25 through 35. Listen for God's word. A man named Simeon was in Jerusalem. He was righteous and devout. He eagerly anticipated the restoration of Israel, and the Holy Spirit rested on him. The Holy Spirit revealed to him that he wouldn't die before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Led by the Spirit, he went into the temple area. Meanwhile, Jesus' parents brought the child to the temple so that they could do what was customary under the law. Simeon took Jesus in his arms and praised God. He said, Now, Master, let your servant go in peace according to your word, because my eyes have seen your salvation. You prepared this salvation in the presence of all peoples. It's a light for revelation to the Gentiles and a glory for your people, Israel. His father and mother were amazed by what was said about him. Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, This boy is assigned to be the cause of the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that generates opposition so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed and a sword will pierce your innermost self too. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Yet in thy dark street shineth the everlasting light. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. We don't know what all Pastor Philip Brooks was thinking about when he penned those words in 1868 for a children's Sunday school. But hopes and fears are powerful forces in our lives. Many times, Hope and fear are, are at odds with each other. What hope longs to embrace, fear pushes just out of reach. And they often swirl together and collide within us. They can both drive people to do all sorts of things. Give someone hope, and they can persevere and endure through all kinds of difficult circumstances. They can be driven to do good and experience joy and, and peace because of what they hope comes to pass in the future. 
and trust will come to pass in the future. Give someone fear and they can retreat and be consumed. They can react with violence or with apathy. They can be driven to cause harm or to lie, to hide insecurities or to ward off perceived threats. Each and every one of us has both fear and hope swirling inside of us. We have hopes and fears swirling inside of us related to the pandemic. We have hopes and fears swirling inside of us related to the current state of our nation. We have hopes and fears swirling inside of us related to family, our jobs, our family relationships. I always have hope and fear swirling inside of me related to to our church. What are your hopes and fears as we gather this day in this season? Simeon uh, was a man who had hopes and fears too. Scripture tells us Simeon was a very religious man, righteous and devout. We can assume that means he he read the scriptures, was well versed in the scriptures. He prayed to God. He went to the temple almost daily. That is where he is, after all, when he meets Mary and Joseph and the child Jesus. What made him so righteous and devout? What drove him to pray, to study the scriptures, to go to temple day after day after day? He eagerly awaited the restoration of Israel, and the Holy Spirit rested on him. That's what Luke tells us. In other words, he had this deep and abiding hope that one day God was going to come and once again dwell and rule in Israel and free them from all their oppressors and establish God's kingdom through the Messiah. God would once again comfort God's people in their suffering. But I'm sure he had fears too. After all, the Jewish people had been living as a captive, a conquered nation for so long, hundreds upon hundreds of years, and now it was the Romans, the empire of Rome. Perhaps he feared Rome and their power. Perhaps he feared the unknown of a Messiah that he hoped would come. Perhaps he feared, despite God's promise, that he wouldn't get to see the Messiah before he died. After all, he was getting older and older. Perhaps he feared for what would happen, what would become of God's holy people. At the very least, Simeon lived in a world where fear and suffering were a way of life. Simeon, like many in his day, like many of us, had hopes and fears, and they were met in Jesus. Led by the Spirit one day, Simeon goes to the temple yet again. Holding on, hope beyond all hope that this would be the time. Maybe this would be the time that he sees the Lord's Messiah. And he sees a child. It's Jesus. And he picks up this child and he exclaims, My eyes have seen your salvation. All that complicated mixture of of hopes and fears and longings and, and doubts and yearnings find their end in this Savior child. Can you imagine then, can can you imagine holding in your arms this most wanted child, the hope of the ages, the yearning of your entire life, this plain, vulnerable Jewish child from poor Jewish parents who are carrying doves to sacrifice the temple because they can't afford a lamb, but this child who is the very instrument of God's salvation, This is it. This is him. Salvation is here. Fears stilled. Hopes realized in a person. 
person. Not, not in the law. Not in a mystical display of power. Not in our guns or bombs. Or not in earthly kings or powers or principalities. Not in ourselves. Not in our possessions. Not in the stock market. Not in Facebook or Instagram. All our hopes and fears of all the years met in Jesus. Jesus fulfills the hopes of all the years. He is the long-awaited Messiah, first promised to Adam and Eve, foretold by prophets centuries before. The great rescuer, the one to take away the sins of the whole world, to make right what's wrong, to establish peace and justice. Jesus stills the fears of all the years, the fear of death, the fear of nothingness, the fear of loneliness, the fear of the world spinning out of control. Our hope that there is more to this life and our fear that we're all alone met in Jesus, who is our salvation. Our hope that our lives count for something and our fear that they don't met in Jesus, who is our salvation. Our hope that, that one day there will be peace and our fear of people who are different than us met in Jesus, who is our salvation. Our hope that death doesn't have the last word in our fear whenever it comes knocking at the door. Met in Jesus, who is our salvation. Our hope that nothing can separate us from God's love and our fear that God won't love us after this sin. Met in Jesus, who is our salvation. Our hope that there is a God who is in control and our fear that it's not our control met in Jesus, who is our salvation. Our hope in a God of resurrection and our fear of change and transformation, met in Jesus, who is our salvation. Our hope that God indeed does provide for us and our fear that we won't have enough, met in Jesus, who is our salvation. Our hope that God forgives graciously and our fear that we still need to prove ourselves worthy, met in Jesus, who is our salvation. Our hope for justice for all people and our fear of a loss of our own power in the process. Met in Jesus, who is our salvation. Our hopes for what our children could become and our fears of what could happen to them. Met in Jesus, who is our salvation. Friends, this is amazing and powerful news. Jesus Christ stills our deepest fears and is the realization for our deepest, greatest hopes. Because he is our salvation. This week I saw a, a Facebook post with a link to a particular clip from a Charlie Brown Christmas. And the Facebook post asked, Have you ever noticed that Linus drops his blanket when he tells the story of the birth of Christ? Well, of course I had to check. I mean, it was perfect clickbait, Right? Uh, I had just watched the movie the week before. I've seen Charlie Brown Christmas special probably every single year uh, for most of my life. But I must admit, I had never noticed that before. Some of you tuning in might be like, Pastor, where have you been, man? I've known that for years. I didn't know that. So I watched it, and it's true. After Charlie Brown brings back that uh, poor, sagging sapling of a Christmas tree and is met by the laughs and ridicule of of his peers, he sulks and in frustration asks, isn't there anyone here who can tell me what Christmas is all about? Then comes Linus, right, holding his blanket. And if you've read Peanuts, the Peanuts comics, you know. Lucy, Snoopy, Sally, all the others try in vain to try and, and, and separate Linus from his blanket. And, and even though this security blanket remains a major source of ridicule for the otherwise pretty uh, mature and thoughtful Linus, he simply refuses to give it up 
until now, at this moment. Linus says, sure, Charlie Brown, I can tell you what Christmas is all about. And there were shepherds in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And lo, an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. The angel of the Lord said, fear not. And at that precise moment, Linus drops the blanket, lets it go. Fear not, for behold, I bring you glad tidings of great joy for all people, for unto you this day is born in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Now, I can't ask Charles Schultz what he meant by that, but I can't help but wonder if the hopes and fears of all the years met in Jesus means that we can drop whatever security blanket we carry around and instead live in the salvation of Jesus Christ. Jesus' birth means that we can let go of. We can drop the false security that we have been grabbing onto so tightly. Jesus' birth frees us from the things we're unwilling or unable to let go of so that we can begin to learn to trust and cling to the hope we have in him instead because he is our hope. But here's the warning and the trouble. We don't always want to let go of our security blankets. And sometimes these blankets are not blankets. They're power or weapons or money or possessions or hatred or oppression or ignorance or pride. My eyes have seen your salvation, Simeon says. But he also says this. This boy is, is assigned to be the cause of the falling arising of many in Israel. And to be a sign that generates opposition so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed and a sword will pierce your innermost being too. The fear doesn't like to be confronted. Herod, King Herod is afraid of Jesus because Jesus is said to be the true king. Herod doesn't want to drop the blanket of his power. Herod's worst fears are realized in Jesus, not stilled. There will be many more that are fearfully opposed to the ministry of Jesus, ultimately culminating on a cross where human fear does its worst to Jesus, and yet hope becomes more real than ever before. Friends, Jesus' coming is a rival to the thrones of our lives. And that can be frightening, especially if it reveals the security blankets that we hold on to too tightly. Especially if his coming exposes what should not be but is within us and in our world. But in the end, our hopes and fears like streams converging in a mighty river are met in Jesus. Meet in Jesus and he becomes our salvation. So what about you this morning? What, what restless longings are stirring in your heart yearning for fulfillment? Where is your imagination taking you, uh, hoping beyond hope for the coming of something you can't see? What fears have been unrelenting, always lurking in the back of your mind like a lion ready to pounce? Where are the hopes and fears of the years swirling and meeting in your life right now, becoming bound up together, ready to explode, because that's what happens when two powerful things come together. 
that there is precisely where Jesus Christ is born, where Jesus comes, where Jesus brings salvation. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in Jesus. That night in Bethlehem, this day, and always. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.